0: hey everybody welcome back to the meta bros podcast this is episode two and today we're going to be getting into a bunch of fun stuff including nightfall spoilers some pin and nft news a Cora news and a new tcg that just came out that uh we're pretty excited about but first we've gotta we've got to talk about something a little a little weird but i'm so happy shout out to bousy that this guy has done a video
1: yeah bousy thank you bro i really appreciate you putting this out here everyone needs to know that the MetaZoo box toppers, unfortunately, are searchable. Yikes. And we apologize for listeners out there. This is going to be a pretty heavy visual podcast, so we recommend you go check it out on our YouTube channel. Link in the description below and also links to this video and everything that we're going to cover here. We're going to start by watching this. So listen along. We'll try to describe what he's doing after it's over. For purpose of video, somebody told me you can't search these this has not been opened whatsoever what people do is you see the card you bend it you pull this strip back first go in the darkest room you bend the card just a, a little bit and then you take your index finger and push right here well you're holding the flashlight like right at the tip right in the back when you're doing you're creating that little separation then you can see this has not been opened whatsoever it is a dark aura can't be searched huh
0: who was that dark aura don't buy him loose
1: okay well there it is there you go guys bit of a bummer there but it's something that we felt like everyone needed to see and uh Go check out Bowsey's channel. It's important that everyone sees this. Yeah, yeah.
0: I mean, it's unfortunate. A lot of people have been trying to weigh them and figure out different ways to check it out. The flashlight thing is a check, and uh, I mean, that's pretty genuine. You can see he opens it right there, right in front of you, so.
1: But now on to some good news. Yeah. We got some new sketch cards, and these things are so fancy. Oh, man. Look at those things. They're so gorgeous. The nightfall sketch card. Purple with the on gold the gold filigree and the purple and the red. Yeah. Oh, man. And some even more exciting news. Apparently, the MetaZoo team is trying to get BGA and PSA right now to allow sketch cards for the first time to become slabbed and gradable. So cool. Because um, Chris Kottman, who's done some work
0: for MetaZoo, he has slabbed a couple of his sketch cards and they look so amazing in the slab. So just thinking about the fact that you might actually get a card that's like gradable and has a nine or a 10 and is a drawn sketch card for
1: MetaZoo. Yeah. I mean, what would that even be worth if you had like a one of one sketch card that was a PSA 10, right? And that's so close. I love that Mike is connecting the audience with the artist so intimately.
0: If you're not following the artists, you should. I mean, they're posting so much cool stuff all the time. Sketch cards and original
1: stuff that they're working on. Speaking of Instagram... I want to give a shout out to Argos Anonymous. I don't know where you're getting this inside secret <clears throat> school yeah. early news, Argos. I love it though, bro. He posted an image of the DeBrews line that has the MetaZoo art with this uh, really unique style of clothing that's like really gaudy and flashy. And it's like a kickback to old school 90s. And at the same time, they're doing things that I haven't seen anyone else do. Uh, pretty wild stuff. And Argos really broke the story an hour before it landed in. The discord yeah so now we actually have announcing the d brews cross meta Zoo collab there are eight different shirts that you can get in this blind box and only 3,500 blind boxes available <sighs> for purchase one of six boxes are seated with an exclusive holographic promo and now let's take a look at some of these images again if you're listening we recommend you go watch but we'll try to describe to you. This is like some really flashy, gnarly looking stuff, man. So
0: cool. I love the totem. So you've got Menahune, and then you've got, uh, well, I'm not sure who the fish is behind him. I see the fish and the banana, Mm -hmm. the seashells,
1: the puka necklace, the totem pole.
0: The totem is amazing. There's a totem pole that's constructed out of cryptids.
1: It goes uh Mothman, Flatwoods Monster, Bunny Man, Frog Man, Bigfoot, uh, Blue, um Babe the, blue Babe blue ox. the blue ox, and who's this? Fresno Nightcrawler. And Fresno. Oh, I want that totem pole in real life that's in my so house. Cool. All right, moving on. The next one, of course, pretty classic. Pizza Bird, the Pizza Bird, full flames melting the metal. I always say it, but
0: I love that Pizza Bird's flames look like ketchup and mustard.
1: They're putting some flavor text at the bottom of each shirt. It's actually the Pizza Bird's flavor text about it being a painting on the side of a mountain. Oh, rad. So, oh, it's kind of skipping around here. This would be the last one. uh, Probably one of the rares, I would assume. Mothman. That moth wing, like fuzz. Fuzzy. Uh Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And there's a picture of the Kryptonation box, like Hmm. on the shirt at the bottom. Interesting. Uh, Let me see if I can recenter this. There we go. Of course, we got Frogman looking flashy. This would be the blind box. There's 3,500 boxes total. And how many people get the promo? One in 6 Mm-hmm an exclusive debrews promo this is bigfoot actually holding the mothman debrew shirt that's cool that's cool (laughs) i like it and look at the foiling oh wow how it's like spiraling out and it's only on like the certain like pathways yeah Yeah, very
0: cool uh what's the flavor how many of these debrews X metazoo shirts can I wear before I pass out from the heat? You, you said
1: that. And who yo, is this is this us? You? That's, I think like that's we're us. there's a little character in the corner like <laughs> punching his fist like he's excited. Yeah. Cool. Here we go. Bathe the blue. I hope. I don't know if there will be. I would love if there's a little like glittery. Like, that's why I said gaudy. Like, I would love if there was a little bit of flash or hollow in the shirt. Because this Babe the Blue Ox, if the snow was actually, like, catching the light, like, sequins, it would just be a lot of fun. Yeah, I mean, I
0: hope so, too. It wouldn't It wouldn't be beyond MetaZoo to put glitter on something.
1: Bunny Man, absolute favorite right now. I love the red, the purple, yeah. the blood, the darkness, and Bunny Man. The just, hanging skeletons. Yes, hanging on the tunnel, the Bunny Man. Yeah. In West Virginia. And pizza sewer Seward alligator alligator yep with his pizza hanging out of his mouth and it looks like the metazoo's kind of made a pizza and it looks like Feather the Z's ingredients and kind stuff, of alligator yeah. skin uh-huh. oh and the o's are the sewer hatch coming open uh-huh. very clever <laughs> anyway that's the d brews line coming out on october 6th i took a look at some of their other shirts it looks like they tend to sell for about 50 dollars at retail and then they quickly move up uh, double or triple that so uh moving on to our next story Oh my goodness. Would you look at that? Did we not in the last
0: episode talk about NFTs and how MetaZoo had said, we've got big plans for NFTs. And then look at this folks. We've got in front of us a 3D Mothman NFT that Steve Aoki has minted.
1: This is the world premiere. It was story broken by the under slash Pokazoo. Uh, and we're gonna take a look at the actual NFT now. Hopefully, the audio will come through. And here it is. Here is the Mothman. Experiment. Oh my God! fucking badass. <laughs> the thing you can't see is <laughs> full on high brain rate, gorgeous animation of a 3 Mothman flattening wings in a circle. I guess this is not like some old school. And this music is still cranking, so I don't know how many people can actually hear us. Maybe we should bring the music down. Steve Aoki <laughs> NFT prices. Uh, let me just read this. Over the weekend, Steve Aoki released a limited art collection via a non-fungible token, NFT. The event brought in $4.25 million, led by a record-breaking single auction price The single auction price was
0: $888,888.88.
1: Which is outrageous and it's wild for an (laughs) NFT, uh, but I kind of get it. Like you're owning something that no one else can own in the digital space. Yeah, people can copy it, they can screen capture it, but legally you can charge people to enter your virtual museum and take a look at your Mothman or enter your virtual dance club where Mothman is rocking out in his full 3D holographic glory. I'm excited too, I love the NFTs and I love it too, but I cannot
0: say, I understand after reading a price of $888,888.88, I can't be like, worth it.
1: Okay, fair. Anyways, moving on, next story. I think it's the Nightfall pins. I think we are into the Nightfall pins now. We have the full reveal for the set. We're taking a look at it right now. I don't know all the names of these creatures, we haven't looked them up, but the ones I'm most excited about, first, Adam flying definitely excited through the about Adam. air, dark Harry Potter style, red tie flapping in the wing, kind of looking terrifying, like he's on a mission to murder. Mm-hmm. Um I have a feeling he's gonna be a dark caster. Yep, just like the one beside him, Indrid Cold himself. Look at that, looking like Dale Cooper. Uh, shout out to nostalgia collectibles. Don't forget to subscribe. Investments. Uh, definitely go subscribe. We're going to talk about (laughs) him later. He has a spoiler injured cold. He revealed it this week, but man, total dark. Dale Cooper. Absolutely love it.
0: A little bit of Joker too. I definitely get Joker vibes on him and I I love it. I'm down.
1: And yeah, for me, I know that, uh, the Giovanni one, like the previous, the sample people compared it to the Pokemon bad guy, but, Mm -hmm. uh, and I like that one, but I love this one.
0: Yeah. And this one, you can see it's definitely influenced by the actual picture. There's like a drawing of Indrid Cold that was done back at, I think, like a
1: police station in West Virginia well, no, or no, no, hold on. Indrid Cold is a completely fabricated, that's like a fan art. Indrid Cold was made for the Richard Gere movie, The Mothman Prophecies. He doesn't actually exist in the lore. Okay. If I'm wrong, uh, you guys got to let me know. Yeah, I think you might definitely be wrong me about out. that. I, that was my I understanding. Think Indrid
0: Cold actually was a separate event in virginia and then the author tied them together i believe
1: well we're gonna need to do some research we'll get back to you on that or you let us know Um, my other favorites here obviously headless horseman yeah oh my god that looks so iconic i'm more excited about the headless horseman than i am mothman this time around i
0: i love mothman and i'm pretty sure this is a twilight moth i think that we're getting a mothman who's going to have some abilities that activate with the new Terras, like twilight or dusk um wendigo is awesome and i i love this skeleton on the left who's like riding a flaming he's like a scarlet flame skeleton
1: like a flaming lizard it might yeah. maybe looks like yeah, it. it does look like a lizard it'd be kinda. exciting if that was a flame dinosaur to like stack onto the Sallys. Mm-hmm. you know the giant salamanders mm-hmm. um i don't know who this is and we haven't looked up these cryptids yet but we will be They're this cute, though. whistling wolf dog mm-hmm. this is adorable this, very cute. This this one I have to have. I need to open my blind boxes until I get him. I want to wear like him. He's
0: one of the special ones too. Oh, that's exciting. And these are going to be special metal glow in the dark pins. We don't really know all the details on the special ones, but it's very exciting.
1: I think we heard it could be uh, gold, <clears throat> silver, rhodium, uh, number of certain inlays to make the card pop, and maybe even some type of like sparkle hollow. I believe that the all of the base set pins. He said the base
0: set pins will either be black rhodium, silver, or glitter. They're all going to have something cool
1: about them. This skeleton right here. He's pretty rad. I saw the shock and I was like, okay, yeah, like a big fuzzy thing. No, it's like Pikachu. He's down there like, no, nah! and it's just powering up this giant electrical monster around him. Good stuff. Now we're going to get into the Nightfall spoilers, and most of these are coming from Metazorus. And if you mm-hmm. guys aren't following Metazorus, go on to Instagram, follow Metazorus. Metazorus.com, I believe, is the site. It is. He has consolidated all of the cards in an easy place. I know there's the Metazoo spellbook. Mike, I love you, buddy, but it's just not easy to navigate. It's not as easy as Metazorus. And he has all of the cards and the spoilers, the sets, easily navigatable in the best format I've found so far to browse cards.
0: Yeah, that's yeah, excellent. And you yeah. can even download a PDF of
1: all the cards in order with their card numbers so you can organize your binders. He knows what he's doing. And I have this pulled up, this Adult Swim pick, because uh, he just posted this the other day and I thought it would be fun to share. He says, imagine this, Metazoo, the animated series. Injured Cold and his villainous henchmen scour the globe looking to recruit evil beasties for their underworld lair. Follow Sam Sinclair as he and his trusty companions battle to restore order. Yeah. I believe Metazoo Games already has a cartoon in the works, so I'm hoping it will be an Adult Swim, Rick and Morty-esque show aimed at 18 to 35-year-olds, he says. Metasaurus, I would just love that. I would love if they went more grown-up, darker, stranger, Twin Peaks, Rick and Morty. Yeah. You know, freak us out on this uh, fun ride. Yeah. So let's get into the nightfall spoilers. Again, guys, if you're not watching, we recommend you go check out the video. There'll be a lot of visuals, but we will do our best to describe them to you. Starting with the first spoiler, Stickini Owl.
0: Yeah, this one looks awesome. And it's not an owl, it's a witch,
1: but it's an owly witch. Yeah, I mean, it looks like an owl, but it's a big owl. And I guess it does have kind of like human, it's as tall as like a human. Mm-hmm. Uh, it has almost like, I don't, I don't, I don't even know how to describe this thing. It's freaky looking. It's got claws on its feet. It's got claws on its hands. It's got wings, obviously, because it's an owl. And it's one per spell book. It costs one neutral and four spirit. It has 60 life points. It has flying. It is a spirit, which means that it cannot be the target of an attack. And it is unblockable. It also has a nighttime Terra of plus 20 life points and plus 20 to the attack. It says when you contract, you may place target beastie with an aura cost of one less from your afterlife into the arena awakened. I would assume that it's one or less. We just can't see the or. Yeah. I think that's, uh, I don't know whose thumb that is. I think <clears throat> Argos maybe spoiled this again. Probably it was probably him. Um, that's, so powerful! You're telling me that if I have a spell book of goblins, when I contract Stinkiniow, I can bring back a goblin directly mm-hmm. into the arena, awakened. Mm-hmm. And does that happen once? No, just when, yeah. Well, just when you contract Stinkiniow. Okay, exactly. then that's not a, that overpowered. Sorry, I. Yes, just when you contract. Not, but when it's you... from your
0: afterlife. This is what's key about this. We've never been able to reach into our afterlife before. And now let's say somebody death beamed one of my key creatures. As long as it's an R cost of one or less, I can bring it back. But that's a pretty low R cost. Yeah, I'm not not as
1: excited about that. Let's get on to the attack. Exploiting effects deals 40 damage. This attack deals plus 20 damage for every opposing page with a status effect indicator. Now that I'm excited about. That's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. So that means that if I'm attacking with Stinkini Owl and you have beasties out, that have status effect indicators on them. Mm -hmm. They could be frozen, sleeping, confused, paralyzed, any of that it would give me plus 20 damage for every opposing page with a status effect indicator. Right. So that means if you had a page with a number of indicators, I'm not getting plus 20 for every indicator on that one page, no. but if you had a number of pages out and each of them had <laughs> one status indicator on them, plus 20 yeah. for one, plus 20 for two, plus 20 for three pages, four pages, and so it's on. Exactly, exactly. So that could be seriously powerful.
0: Let's say, for instance, you had a bunch of tokens out Dingbell, for instance, and I played a Phoenix Rain and applied Burn to all of your tokens. Whoa. This attack would get plus 20 for every single one
1: of those Dingbell tokens. Nightmare. And it has Flight. And it's unblockable. Yeah, pretty good card. And it can't be the target of your attack, pretty, so you have to remove it. Pretty good card. It is strong against Dark, and the flavor text reads, The Stinkini Owl. Even after its transformation still hungers for the hearts of the young beware it's cold piercing eyes and it is stickini l it is not stinkini there's going to be a problem there we're going to need to work (laughs) through that thank you uh next card okay this was spoiled directly by mike on the discord along with the nightfall pin drop and this is a happy boy right here (laughs) yes he's very happy flying manta ray uh i believe what we're looking at here is the actual nightfall pin drop promo Mm -hmm. which means that the card itself in the Nightfall set, the background will look different. Yes. However, would you like to take this one or is this a little blurry for I'll you? I'll take
0: this one. So, Flying Manta Ray is a beastie buddy. You can have one per spell book. It costs five water R to contract. He has 100 life points. He is rare as well. And he has fleet and flight, gets a 30 damage bonus if you're within five miles of a river and a 20 damage bonus if it's nighttime. So now, this is where we're going to need. Can we zoom in any more than this?
1: No, we can't. I'll take over. You you take this. So the effect, let's, oh, the ability, excuse me, let's fly. Excuse me. Excuse me again. I wasn't ready to talk. (laughs) I thought you were going to handle this. I was sipping on water. I don't have glasses. Yeah, let me finish this. Hold on. Move this page so it touches. Exactly one beastie you control. While these beasties are touching, the other beastie gains flying, and its attacks deal additional damage equal to half of this page's attack, uh, including terror bonuses. So, this means that with the Flying Man Array in play, I fatigue the Flying Man Array, and much like an enchantment, I attach the Flying Man Array physically to another beastie, and now that beastie has flying. And is dealing damage equal to half of this page's attack, meaning the flying man array, which already deals 80 damage and potentially up to uh 120 damage. So we could be dealing 60 additional damage and giving a creature flying.
0: Yeah, yeah, you're giving a creature flight, you're giving it 60 additional damage on top of whatever damage that creature deals. So you're boosting up one of your creatures. And this creature alone, though standalone is a is a beast just having a hundred flight fleet with 80 base damage and the potential for 120 base damage and by the way it
1: says arena this page ignores first strike traits oh yeah so you're not just sneaking in case one you in weren't on him already him. in love with this card right You're not not just going to, like, surprise him and strike him down. He's ready for you. That's why he's so happy. That's why he's a buddy. (laughs) Because he doesn't...
0: Bad things don't happen to the Flying Man Array.
1: Come and get me.
0: Bad (laughs) things happen because of the Flying Man Array.
1: Oh, yeah. And he's happy about that, too. (laughs) He's very happy. He's helping his buddies. He's not even doing it. He's just running support, you know, Mm -hmm. saving the day. Mm -hmm. Scaring the hell
0: out of everyone as he happily murders them all. We're definitely seeing some upgrades to the water aura in this set we've already seen a couple cards we'll get to more of them here in the spoilers but let's just say water is getting an upgrade
1: oh and this art is by poncho we don't want to forget to call out our artists as we go through these true and i think all the pins might be poncho was the stinking owl poncho the stinking Al? i don't know that wasn't We'll we'll take a look later i'm gonna try to get through this flavor text it's so blurry it's all fun and games until you get a Dropped on you. (laughs) Oh, nice. Uh, I can't read the rest of that. Often seen uh, soaring through the skies skies with with Loveland Loveland Frogman. Frogman.
0: Nice. Very happy. That's why he's so happy. Just pure happiness.
1: All right. Next card. A familiar one. The The greatest card. The, The whole game of MetaZoo, guys, is in this card. In Lightning in a Bottle. You guys know this card already. Five per spellbook, zero cost. And although it says that it's lightning aura, you can put this in any spellbook because you don't need to pay. It is technically a lightning page, but you don't need to pay anything to cast it. Lightning in a bottle. What else would it be? Awaken target beastie, and that beastie gains first strike until the end of this turn. Sometimes you just need a jolt to wake you up. Shout out to Siobhan, who is i think
0: one of the most underrated metazoo artists right now i feel like nobody talks about how awesome her stuff is she's done Chessy, she's done this guy and her page is just full of beautiful frogs and dinos and all kinds of stuff so go check her out she's on instagram
1: at ruis palette Oh, yeah, and we will tag all these people in the links below. We'll start putting yeah. all the links below so you guys can e- easily navigate everything we talk about. You guys know we love this card. We don't need to say anything else about it. Everyone needs five in every spellbook, which is why I think I have ordered now up to 25 for my five spellbooks.
0: They should be here soon. You are all about this lightning in a bottle. I, on the other hand, just have five that I move from spellbook to spellbook. Good luck with that. You can, you can decide who's
1: more efficient. <laughs> uh next card oh this is the one poncho this is the one right here i believe jojo was the first person to draw headless horseman am i right or no i I don't know okay then don't take my word for it but this rendition for the pin glove of poncho's headless horseman it is so strong it's the pin i'm most excited about and now let's take a look at the card beastie spirit headless horseman one per spell book five dark a hundred life points It is a spirit, can't be targeted by attack. It has the fear trait. Which, let me just read real quick. When a beastie
0: with this trait is contracted, you may target an opposing beastie and flip a coin. If heads,
1: it's placed into the owner's chapter. Oh, that's so amazing. So he enters play, Mm -hmm. and immediately you have a chance to knock a beastie back into the hand of the opposing player. Yeah, amazing. I like it. Uh, It also has a terror bonus of... 20 damage for being night and 20 damage for being in the forest. We live in the forest. We need to play this card. We often play at night. I know. We only really. I mean, I think we got one game in the morning one time. Yeah. Date of birth, October 31st, 1790. In Sleepy Hollow, New York, 453 kilograms and four meters in length. I have to assume that includes the horse. Yeah, of They're course. one in the same. Of course. When this enters, when this... When Headless Horseman enters the arena, this page cannot be declared as a defender. This page gains the names and effects and effect text boxes of all face-up beasties under it. Let me take that again because this is very specific. Yeah, and this this applies while it's in the arena. Yeah, it says arena. This Mm -hmm. page cannot be declared as a defender. Period. I'm sorry that I said in the arena. It's just like when they enter, it's not that. I'm being confusing. (laughs) Oh boy. Arena effect just means the whole time the Headless Horseman is in the arena. Right. Arena. This page cannot be declared as a defender. Period. This page gains the names and effect text boxes of all face up beasties under it. And now you're going to understand why what that means. It's attack decapitating revenge hits for 50 damage if this attack destroyed a beastie place that beastie face up under this page so i mean mind blown it's just like
0: <laughs> tim and eric mind blown because this page is gonna just absorb other pages abilities and powers it gets the entire text box of like effect text boxes of all face up beasties under it so and and the names so the headless horseman becomes in name the card which is going to be important of course it's the name of the card so like goblins who boost other goblins headless horseman is going to gain that goblin and the goblin boost ability oh my goodness this is what it's going to get so crazy because the cards that go under him he's going to get their entire text box
1: so he is like riding through the streets just killing and collecting souls along his way that become him yeah. he powers up off of the lives that he takes right. and they end up stacked underneath him giving him all their effect text boxes yeah that's what it says you read a text box on a card now the headless horseman has all the power right all the abilities all right. the trait. well not you know what i mean My God, yeah, this is so powerful. It is strong against spirit and light and the flavor text reads, leave a carved pumpkin outside your door the night before Halloween. You might luck out and the headless horseman will take that instead of your head. (laughs) Good stuff. (laughs) Oh, wow. I'm excited to play that card. I'm excited to see the background of that card. It's insane that it's a spirit
0: who has a hundred life points. Because normally spirits, due to the fact they can't be targeted by attacks, tend to have lower life points. No, this thing's beefy. It's going to be in the arena a
1: long time, and you can't target it. So you can't target an attack. Oh, my goodness. And it doesn't want to block. (laughs) Let's move on to
0: what might be an even better card. I mean, it's hard to say, but look at that. Three Dark Cost. Read Can it. I read this one? Yeah. yeah, this is the one I'm freaking out about. So Wendigo, it's a rare beastie demon. There's one per spellbook. Three Dark are to Contract. It's got 75 life points. It has fear, just like we explained. So when it enters, I get to target a beastie and flip a coin. If I get heads, the beastie bounces back to its owner's chapter. It also has a regen trait, which means that every at the end of every turn, this creature will gain, sorry, recover 10 lp now technically if you read the regen trade it says for every regen trade so some creatures might have more he has one so at the end of every turn this this beastie boy right now here is going to gain that. 10 life points end
1: of every turn guys every, every turn, turn so his turn my turn yeah full circle you know by the time you pass the turn he's going to gain 10 and then the player's going to pass turn back he's going to gain another 10 20 more so yeah, yeah 20. 20 total it's pretty impressive yeah
0: so when to go Continues, that's not all. Wendigo continues to get even stronger. He gets 20 damage bonus if it's nighttime. He gets 20 damage bonus if it's snowing. While this page is in the arena, when this page flips a coin for fear, and the result is tails, meaning you didn't get to bounce the creature, you may awaken this page and attack a page or caster if you are able to. (laughs) I gotta pause for a second. That's insane. Because either when he comes out for three dark, I'm either going to get to bounce your creature, beastie, sorry, back to your chapter, or he's going to awaken, essentially have fleet, and be able to attack right away. His attack is devour, deals 40 damage, and if this attack destroyed a beastie, activate this page's fear again. What? Are you kidding me? So you get to target another beastie, flip a coin. If it's heads, it goes back to the chapter. If it's tails, you get to awaken him and attack again. And then
1: you get to go again if you kill another beastie. And again if you kill another beastie. (laughs)
0: Crazy bonkers shit, people. I'm freaking out. This set is so strong. I am putting... Okay, so my dark deck right now is dominating. Just wait. Just wait till there's
1: Wendigo's. Well, oh, you won't be the only one with a Wendigo.
0: Mm.
1: Wendigo on Wendigo on Headless Horseman on... Oh, my... Let's Wendigo, bro. Whoa. <laughs> oh <my. laughs> All right. Uh, flavor text. The beastie of your nightmare with endless fear. Well, that endless makes sense. fear. Yeah. Well, it because is endless it's fear. it's looping. It's guys, looping fear. And guys, you do understand what's happening. Let me say it back. You tell me if I'm saying it wrong, just uh-huh. so I understand this. Uh-huh. Arena. When this page flips a coin for fear, which means that Wendigo enters the arena and he inflicts fear so you flip a coin and you see if a beastie goes back to the hand or not but in addition to that in the arena when this page flips a coin for fear and the result is tails you may awaken this page and attack a page or caster so the moment wendigo comes in the arena he has a chance to unfatigue Yep. so he might be able to attack right away and if he doesn't, if he can't attack right away, well, then you just send a beastie back to the opposing player's hand. It's what we like to call a win-win scenario. And when he loses the coin flip and he's allowed to unfatigue and attack, mm-hmm. if he happens to kill a beastie, he gets to activate fear again, which allows him yep. to flip a coin again, which allows him to potentially unfatigue and attack again, killing a beastie, yep. etc., looping <laughs> endless fear. One more thing
0: before we move on as if he's not powerful enough one of the things with fear creatures when you're strategizing using them i know because i've got my dark deck right now is that sometimes you don't want to cast it because there's not another beastie out so you're like ah, it'd be kind of a waste to cast my fear creature if i can't target another beastie and potentially bounce it the thing with wendigo is he's going to re-trigger fear anytime that he destroys so you might as well bring him out There's no losing here. Even if you can't use his fear the moment you cast him, you can use it the next time he destroys a
1: beastie. Wow. I mean, it's crazy. All right, moving on. Yeah, dark is so strong. Moving on to a cosmic card. Yeah. Ironically called Dark Watchers. So this is a beastie alien, three per spell book. The casting cost is two cosmic. It has 40 life points. It has the spirit trait, which again means it can't be targeted by an attack. Mm-hmm. And its terror bonuses are plus 20 to its attack if it is sun up, plus 20 to its attack if it is sundown. I like that. So, like in yeah. the twilight of life, dusk and dawn, they gain strength. Yep. That's special. The magic hour. Date of birth 1700s, Santa Lucia Mountains, California. Weight is unknown, three meters in height. Arena effect. This page cannot attack cannot attack fatigued beasties okay mm-hmm. you cannot target a fatigued beastie with They're this polite. page yeah yeah uh when you fatigue them special curators reveal the top three pages of your spellbook. if a terra or aura page was revealed place it into your chapter place the remaining pages on top of your spellbook in any order. Yeah. I'm yeah. going to be playing this card.
0: This is a hundred percent a card that should be in every deck that even splashes cosmic. I mean, I might splash cosmic just, just to, to play this, this card. card in. Yeah, yeah, for
1: sure. This is going to be, I mean, the fact that you get to reveal the top, Oh, reveal. So mm-hmm. you're going to see what's coming. Mm-hmm. That's important to point out. But then I get to put them back in any order. Um. Well, I mean, whoever's doing it does. Right. Right. So, uh, Reveal to the other player, so the other player is going to know, like, those three cards, kind of prepare for it. If a terror or Aura page was revealed, place it in your chapter for free. So if you pick up three Aura, all boop, three boop, cards. Boop. Oh near. my goodness. That's, yeah. And then place the remaining pages on top of your spellbook <clears throat> in any order. Winning. So you're just setting up your deck to be more streamlined while pulling Aura out for free. It's so awesome its attack dazed and confused hits for 10 damage it i believe paralyzes Mm -hmm. and confuses so paralyze makes you open to attacks and that means that if i attacked with my dark watchers and i for instance attacked your goblin right i would deal it 10 damage Mm -hmm. your goblin because it is uh blocking now Mm -hmm. has
0: to fatigue right and well technically it doesn't oh, have to because fatigue. because if you are making my goblin the target i don't have to fatigue my
1: goblin is that so mm-hmm. wait so you're saying if i'm going to attack you and you choose to attack with your goblin your goblin fatigues because you're using him to block mm-hmm. but i'm defending I, with him yeah. if i just from the start Attack your goblin. Your mm-hmm. goblin doesn't fatigue at all.
0: Mm-mm. He just blocks
1: no. and deals damage back, mm-hmm. unfatigued. Mm-hmm. Thank you for clarifying that. I didn't know that's important. It's so then, using a creature as a defender that fatigues them. Yeah. In, in this case, I target your beastie. I in I attack it. I mm-hmm. inflict it with paralyze. Your beastie can't attack me back
0: if the paralyze takes hold. So what would happen is you attack. You deal damage. The page would be inflicted with paralyze, and so we would flip a coin. You, well, you. When a page is you would flip the coin. If heads, you would place a paralyzed indicator on my goblin. If my goblin has a paralyzed indicator on it, he's considered to have no effect text. All of his attacks and damage become zero after applying other modifiers. He loses all effects, cannot attack or defend. And you remove the indicator from the page at the end of the next turn from when it was placed.
1: I love that effect. Yeah. So it allows me to hit your goblin without him attacking back Mm -hmm. if it takes effect. Mm And then your goblin can't do anything until the end of the next turn. Nothing. He's just out of the game. Just completely out of the game until
0: the next turn. And then on top of that, you're confusing him, which is going to put an indicator on it immediately. And the next time that this goblin would deal damage, you're going to flip a coin. Well, technically, any time this goblin would deal damage, not just the next time, you're going to flip a coin. And if it's tails, the goblin's going to hit itself. <laughs> and that's the only way it gets out of the confused. Yep. Until it hits itself, every time, the, the, the indicator is just going to stay on there. If you get heads, the attack occurs as normal, nothing weird happens. But the indicator stays on until you hit tails, and that goblin eventually
1: hits himself. Again, now this is a lose-lose situation. So yeah. you're, you're yeah. either going to hit yourself, or you're not going to be able to attack. Because you're confused. Well, you'll be able to attack, yeah. If you keep
0: flipping heads, you'll be able to keep attack.
1: I apologize. It's just, it's <clears> just, <throat> just that you you have to win the coin flip to even attack because mm-hmm. you're confused. So it's like, what am I doing? Oh, okay, I won the coin flip. I at least can attack this time. Yep. But the next time you have to do the same thing. And eventually, eventually the only way to get rid of confused is to hit yourself. Eventually you're gonna hit yourself. I love that flavor. With like, with, which for instance, let's look at these dark watchers.
0: They've got 40 life points. They get a 20 damage bonus at dusk or at dawn. Now those are never gonna occur together. So in one hit to themselves, they could deal themselves 30 damage which would take them down to 10 it would also paralyze and confuse themselves you know you could really make a mess out of this you're talking about dark watchers fighting dark watchers basically Uh, yeah I'm saying uh, since the cards up let's say what would happen if this creature attacked itself if you confused it and it had to attack itself it would almost kill itself and it would paralyze itself and confuse itself so I think confuse is a very powerful mechanic I know spookster has it there's a couple spirit creatures that confuse and I think it's really powerful
1: and I think paralyze is my favorite uh status effect right now that that is also really powerful
0: and both of them involve a coin flip which balances out the power level i think it
1: it does um flavor text never intervening or interfering they simply observe nice i like that i like that too all right moving on oh man now this is
0: (sighs) i i'm so tempted to say this is my favorite card that's been spoiled but wendigo is my favorite card that's been spoiled but this guy is beautiful jack frost he's a rare beastie elemental one per spell book he costs five frost aura to contract he has 60 life points he has flight and he has the spirit trait he gets a 20 damage bonus when it's no i'm sorry a 30 damage bonus when it's snowing and if snowing is active this page costs two less frost aura to contract and It is considered to be winter while this page is in the arena. So (laughs) I'm going to continue here, but just real quick. He's already crazy because getting him out for three frost aura would be completely nuts considering how powerful he is. And then once you bring him out, he is a terra effect. So he comes out and it is winter. So he self activates. He self activates. Exactly. So he's automatically boosting his own damage right off the bat when you contract Jack Frost, destroy all Terra Pages in the arena except for snowing and winter. (laughs) Are you kidding me? (laughs) So I'm just going to shut down the opponent's deck and it is now winter and snowing and that's it. And then his attack is called Nipping at Your Nose. It deals 15 frozen counters onto a creature when it hits them, which just a reminder means that that creature is going to fatigue and is going to remain fatigued until those 15 turns go by
1: and is it at the end of each turn or as it a, like a loop of turn like a full circle like a cycle
0: it is i believe it's at the beginning of each turn you want to look that up and Let's, I'll, yeah i have it right here so um, nipping at
1: your nose it deals 50 damage and inflicts 15 frozen counters yeah. and now when you attack a creature with jack frost like again if i'm attacking his goblin and i deal it 50 damage the goblin still attacks back it -hmm. still has a chance to respond and deal me damage and then the frozen counters are stacked on and it will remain fatigued until the frozen counters are gone
0: because technically creatures can defend themselves even when they're fatigued so that's why the goblin, in this case, is still going to defend himself. Now, you remove a frozen counter at the beginning of each turn. But we're talking 15 turns here. Long time. However, if a frozen creature is attacked outside of the combat that it was frozen, or dealt damage outside of the combat that it was frozen, all of the frozen counters get removed
1: and it awakens. So let me ask you this. I attack you with Jack Frost. I freeze your goblin. hmm Next turn, I want to attack your goblin again. Mm-hmm. Uh, assuming that your goblin has a life points to take it right will my frozen counters be added now he has 30 or will it remove the counters i just placed because now i'm attacking him and he was frozen it, it will unfreeze him will it reapply the frozen counters then it won't i don't like that i think it should reapply <laughs> no, i think it should unfreeze him and then reapply the frozen counters I know, it's a
0: little confusing we actually asked about this in the chat that's why we have the answers to this because we're like how does this work because i thought maybe it would unfreeze the creature. And then reapply 15 new counters. That
1: makes sense. But that's not the case. This doesn't make sense.
0: Because the creature is frozen and is dealt damage, period, it is now unfrozen. But
1: it was dealt the damage. I know. We went in a loop here. We've been doing this off mic, so we won't continue. The point is, if you deal a creature frozen, and then you attack that creature again, or you deal it damage again, even if that damage includes the frozen trait, yep if that creature already has a frozen counter, it now is unfrozen. It is unfrozen. And it's not reapplied. All right, cool. So look, the bottom
0: line here is that frozen, uh, you got to read it carefully, but Jack Frost dealing 15 frozen counters on top of his 80 damage. I know my brother said 50, but remember, he is his own Terra bonus. That's right. He makes it winter. So he is dealing 80 damage and 15 frozen counters. He's going to probably cost three to come out if you're playing a frost deck so we're talking about a totally crazy card right here i absolutely love them and with each passing breath the wind grows colder and colder <laughs> That is cute. Man, shout out to Isaac. This was the first piece I saw that Isaac Skyheart did, and it is killer. Isaac, seriously, and
1: with that hollow pattern, that nightfall, ghost, these cobwebs. I have not been this excited for Halloween since I was a kid. No, it's going to be the best Halloween ever. I might be more excited now as an adult than I ever was as a kid. No, this is the best Halloween ever. (sighs) Next card. Okay, shout out to Peaceful. Peaceful bringing us all of the spoilers The fastest capturing them in the Discord as Mike posts them and then insta deletes them. Yep. Thank you for screen capturing and making these videos. If you guys are not subscribed to Peaceful, go subscribe. He makes excellent content on deck tech. And uh, let's get into it. Do you want to take this one or should I?
0: I took Jack Frost. So you Uh, can take this one.
1: Spell Divine Covenant, one per spell book. Its casting cost is three cosmic Mm -hmm. e add each caster's life points together and divide the total by the number of casters rounded down each caster has their life point set to this result and bookmark three pages man i love this card so what we're doing now is like for example if i have 200 life points and you have 600 life points Mm -hmm. and i play this card what will happen is we will end up having, both of us, 400 life points. Right. Because we would have added 200 to 600, which would have made 800, and there's two casters, so we divide that by two, making 400 life points. Mm -hmm. That's incredible how it evens the game, and then beyond that, it allows both casters to draw three pages. Right. So my, my only question is rounded ahead. down to what exactly? If it's an odd number, like a 50 or, oh, I don't know. <laughs> it we'll, just we'll, says or, okay. rounded down to zero. No, <laughs> no. Um, you, you know, anyway, uh, this is so powerful if you're behind, obviously. I don't know why you would play it if you were ahead, unless you were ultra confident you could finish the game or your life points were really close. That's,
0: yeah, that's what we were discussing is if your life points are close, it's almost like, why not?
1: Right. If you're both sitting at like 200 life points, you can play this and you just each get to draw three cards, three for three. If you're playing the game, like, for instance, I don't know, a game like me,
0: where I'm still at a thousand life and he's at 200,
1: I don't want to play this card. No way, no how, but he does. Oh yeah, absolutely. Uh, Flavor Tax, we aren't completely sure if there's a pantless torso crawling around somewhere and what function the two eyes of these beasties serve if that's dot, dot, dot. Is that the right flavor text for this card? Because that sounds like Fresno <laughs> Nightcrawlers. It that sounds does not like Fresno sound like Nightcrawlers. what's going on here at all. Yeah, it definitely sounds like Fresno Nightcrawlers. Peaceful did point out that there are like spelling errors. That there's a lot that's been changed around the, card down and the to format. Nothing, apparently, <laughs> yeah, I know. So <laughs> this was a very early spoiler. I think this is one of the first that we saw. Again, you're going to see a couple of things from Peaceful, but let's get back to Metazora. Oh man, speaking of
0: powerful water cards,
1: Chris Campman with some of my favorite art that nightfall has put out so far
0: yeah i can't wait to see more and more of chris's art he did some of the postcards as well so shout out to chris for that but this piece is amazing so this is a rare spell flood the earth a spell i have been waiting for oh i've been waiting for this because i get to say the magic words guys it's a wipe we have wipes. So flood the earth, two per spell book. It costs five water R to contract. You may have this page cost one water R to contract. What? Bookmark one. So that's one effect. Oh, that's so clean. Yeah, there's no losing here. You can pay one water R if you don't have the five, and you'll just bookmark a page. Fantastic. Or this must be the only non Aura page you can track this turn, and it cannot be prevented. Once per game, you may destroy each face-up non-aura page that is in the arena, except for water pages and beasties with flight. This effect ignores traits except for flight. Fatigue all aura pages you control. They do not generate aura. Oh my god. All right. Who forgot to turn off the faucet? So this is crazy. I mean, I was saying how water is getting an upgrade, but... Let's just start with the first part: the fact that for one, you can bookmark one
1: auto two per spell book. If you're playing water, you're going to have you just it's just an an additional bookmark, and it's so clean. Exactly, this must be the only non R page you can track this turn. So if
0: you're going to play this, it's the only thing you're doing that turn. And if you look at the last sentence, fatigue all R pages you control. So this is the only thing you're doing this turn if you choose to do it, and you can only
1: do it once per game. Even if you have two, you can only play this card. Right. Well, the second effect, the big effect.
0: You could still bookmark one with the second copy,
1: even if you've already wiped the board. I got to read this again. This must be the the only non-aura page you can track this turn, and it cannot be prevented. There's nothing stopping this. <laughs> like there was nothing stopping the flood. Right. Once per game, you may destroy each face up non Aura page in the arena except for water pages and beasties with flying of course flying i love the flavor again and of course water so if they can swim or if they can fly above the waves they're gonna survive this ignores
0: all traits except for flight so like burrow would still be killed oh yeah go underground it's you're never coming up fatigue all our pages you control so you're done for the turn this is insane it's going to make water even better i think water is already a pretty good aura set i'm excited to play some water themed decks but this is going to take it up to a whole nother
1: level yeah i mean you know my favorite card in the entire game of Metazoo right now mechanically is the lake worth monster i play water in almost every spell book so i will absolutely be including Mm -hmm. two of these moving forward in every game keep in mind
0: once per game you may destroy each face up so each player can do this once per game
1: also, I gotta point out. Look at this amazing art with the goblin in like the ark or the <laughs> house or whatever. <laughs> and the he Pukwudgie is Pukwudgie's, surfing, yeah, the, like Jesse's canoeing. Stoked. Oh yeah, Jesse's having the time of uh, of his or her life. And uh, yeah, little frogman there making it happen. like, Good stuff. Yep. Yeah. Oh, love it. Next. Oh, all right. Who turned? Who forgot to turn off the faucet? I think you said that. I did. Uh, my turn. Beastie Spirit. Headless. None. Five spell book costing cast of two light 40 life points it has the spirit effect can't be targeted by an attack it gets a terra bonus of 10 additional life points if it's daylight and it also gets a terra bonus of 10 additional life points if it's nighttime Date of birth 1700s french fort cove nebraska What mm-hmm. is nb is that nebraska mm-hmm. weight zero kilograms oh It's weightless. And length, 1.6 meters. Uh, The star. What is that? That That is a fourth wall effect. A fourth wall effect. Thank you. This page's attack deals plus 10 damage if a cross is within eyesight. Well, this card has crosses on it, so you've got one in eyesight. It's a trick question, folks. Mm -hmm. But it only says A cross. So not mm-hmm. crosses, not X, like how many crosses. It's just, there's multiple crosses on the card. It's only getting yep. plus 10. Yep. If you fatigue this page, it has the ability, reveal the darkness. Target beastie is a dark type page until the end of turn. This page is dealt 20 damage. Ooh, that's nasty.
0: Yeah, so the, the nun is going to hurt herself. We're assuming it's a her um it's gonna hurt herself deal herself 20 damage but you can turn any page dark which does have strategic advantages there's gonna be a big one that we'll talk about soon with another one of these spoilers but at the very least think of like silver bullet where you can destroy a beastie send it to the afterlife for one light as long as it's a dark beastie
1: oh absolutely you can start pairing Mm -hmm. those and just start removing beasties from play Mm -hmm. Uh, and you're allowed to have five of these and they only cost two so you're going to have 10 silver bullets there you go that's pretty good opportunity to just start removing things, changing their aura, and yep. Headless nun, cowboy shooter deck. <laughs> <laughs> uh, holy decapitation is the attack. It deals 20 damage. This attack deals plus 30 damage if a light aura page was damaged or destroyed this turn. So let me ask you this. Mm-hmm. If I would turn, one of your light pages to dark.
0: hmm
1: Like, let's say I have two headless nuns out. Yeah. I reveal the darkness. Now I've changed one of your light pages to a dark page. hmm I've dealt it 20 damage, but it hasn't died. Now I attack with my other headless nun, dealing an additional 20 damage. Your once upon a time light page, which is currently mm-hmm. dark, is killed. Mm-hmm does the effect of his attack this attack deals plus 30 damage if a light page was damaged or destroyed this turn if your light page goes into uh limbo or you know cemetery or whatever mm-hmm. it's not a light page though because it was turned dark so it was dark it when is it died a dark page okay however think about this though i'm
0: glad you brought up this situation let's say you do have two nuns out and you do fatigue one nun. Remember using the reveal the darkness is going to fatigue one you fatigue the nun target beastie becomes a dark type page until the end of turn the nun deals herself 20 damage is the nun a light page Oh my goodness. The nun is a light page. So the other nun's holy decapitation would get a 30 damage bonus because a light page was damaged this turn.
1: Oh my God. We read this wrong. You just corrected it. Thank you for waking me up. I got to re- reveal the darkness, the ability guys. It does not deal another beastie 20 damage. It oh, I know. Does. We've said this. We've said it here in the podcast. You a just times. said that you made that clear. Mm-hmm. I just, my brain just realized. So you had it. I didn't. And I know we talked about this before, but I felt like I didn't realize and now I'm done realizing.
0: And so something to think about here is like lightning in a bottle, which we know is a spell, a popular potion. Um, If you would reveal the darkness, you could lightning in a bottle, the nun and then attack for 50, you know, because the nun has just dealt herself 20 damage, lightning in a bottle wakes her back up. Now she's swinging for 50. Uh, She also is spirit type damage, which would be strong against dark. So if you had made the page dark, not only are you dealing an additional 20, like do you see what I'm saying here? You're I dealing do. 50 base damage plus the additional spirit damage because spirit is strong against dark. So you're actually dealing 70 damage to a page. I mean, it's pretty cool. There's a lot going on here. Wow. 80 damage if there's a cross within eyesight. And
1: so she's swinging for 80. Yeah. Flavor text. Possibly a martyr in a past life. She still tells her sermons to anyone who will listen.
0: This is a pretty technical card. I like it a lot. I'm excited to try it. I also think light is getting quite an upgrade here, but I need more silver
1: bullets. All auras are getting upgrades. This true. set is so much stronger than Cryptid Nation mechanically. Yeah. I'm so excited to play these cards. All right, back to Moving peaceful. On. Peaceful once again, bringing us the spell Holy Holy Eyes. Holy Eyes four per spellbook, two light, technically it's your turn. Okay, I'll
0: take over, two light aura to contract. This
1: page may be contracted
0: at any time outside of combat. If this page is contracted on an opposing caster's turn, this page costs one less light aura to contract and awaken all light pages you control. Ignore all opposing invisibility invis- traits until the end of turn. Okay, so if you play this card on your own turn, all that's going to happen is ignore all opposing invisibility traits until the end of turn which is still pretty cool but come on you want to play this on the opponent's turn because yeah. it's going to cost one less and it's going to awaken all of your light pages i mean talk about a surprise block or something along those
1: lines yeah it's it's super it's it, again so There's so many cards now. I like to keep my spell books at 40 cards, but I'm already seeing so many more cards I want to include. I don't know what direction I'm going to go. Oh, and (laughs)
0: I'm sorry to interrupt you, but I just noticed the flavor text here is also, we aren't completely sure if there's a pantless torso crawling around somewhere. (laughs) Okay. So (laughs) yeah, this is the the Fresno
1: Nightcrawler's text has jumped onto other cards. It's just a generic (laughs) placeholder. These were very early on, probably why they were posted and deleted, Uh, (laughs) but peaceful. Good on you, man. You got it appreciate it all right so yeah pretty straightforward card very convenient <clears throat> like it moving on oh i love this art pepper de Luca. <laughs> i just love the little vine i think yeah, the creature's the pretty leaf. gross but when it's balanced by this cute little leaf, the leaf is such a nice touch yeah i i, I end up really <laughs> liking it beastie we got another sasquatch murphy's burrow mud monster door slam there murphy's burrow mud monster four per spell book Casting costs one neutral and two earth. Its life points, 80. It is unblockable. It gets plus 20 damage for the Terra effect of the swamp, and it gets plus 20 damage for the Terra effect if there's ground nearby. Date of birth, 1973, Murfreesboro, Illinois, 158 kilograms, 2.13 meters. Terra effect? Fourth wall effect. Sorry. Thanks, man the star means fourth wall effect. If an opposing caster is a teenager, this page's attack deals plus 20 damage. I love how teenagers. <laughs> Yeah, just like torments teenagers. i like, yeah, just like, you know, like an older yeah, brother. Good, they should. They need a little bit of picking. Yeah, every kid needs to be picked on so it, it can handle life. Like, you know, 80s yeah. older brothers, that's what set me up to understand that nothing really mattered. It was all going to be tough and, and yeah, fun. It's called depression. Yeah, but once you accept it, you can, it's only up from there. Arena. This page takes 20 less damage from water pages. Excellent. Okay, cool. Piercing Roar, its attack, it deals 30 damage and inflicts scare. Yes. So what is scare?
0: Scared, when it gets inflicted onto a beastie, the beastie gets a scared counter. And then the next time that beastie would fatigue, I just want to make sure I get this exactly right. Anytime a page would be, yeah, anytime the page would be fatigued, flip, and if tails, the page returns to its owner's chapter. If heads, remove
1: the scared indicator. So and this is very similar to fear. Very similar. It's But fear it, triggers upon entering the arena, mm-hmm. and scared is an actual uh, effect, a status effect with a token that only goes into effect upon tails.
0: It only goes into effect when you fatigue the creature And then you flip the coin and if it's you're flipping for your own creature you're flipping and if it's heads you remove the coin because good job you remove the scared indicator because good job your creature is no longer scared if tails the creature goes back to your chapter
1: okay right so the status effect and token apply immediately and it's only upon that creature fatiguing whether it's an attack or an ability that you flip that coin for your own creature exactly okay piercing roar uh, also if this page started combat Deal 10 damage to up to two opposing beasties other than the primary defender. I read two that a little two. weird. Sorry. Yeah, but that is what it said. It is. So you get to deal damage to two other beasties other than the primary defender. Now, they are not inflicted with scared because Correct. you're not actually attacking them. Correct. But it's just a little bonus to start eating other life points along the sides right exactly you just get to ping these little tens which again is going to be huge think about
0: all the tokens every single token has 10 life so you could just ping off zombies
1: zombies
0: joint snakes whatever
1: and he's unblockable guys which means that he's going to be dealing his 30 damage no matter what right and if he decides to target a beastie they're going to get inflicted with scared so there's even a greater chance that that beastie's going to go back to the hand meanwhile knocking off anything or at least reducing the enemy's life points
0: one more thing very important read carefully everybody if an opposing Caster is a teenager. In other words, if your opponent has Sam Sinclair on the field. You got a teenager in play. You have a teen you have an opposing caster who is a teenager, which means this page's attacks will deal 20 damage. This is important. You gotta pay attention. Sam is a teenager. He is a caster.
1: He is also an American citizen. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait for Adam in Nightfall. We know yeah. he's gonna be flying through a yeah. card somewhere oh, with his cape and so his he's red hat. Yes, he is. He's, he's definitely got a flight. Yeah, he flies. And, uh, wow. Watch where you step. The
0: Murfreesboro mud monster. It will never let go of you. (laughs) Never let let go, go, Jack.
1: Never let go, Jack.
0: And then she lets go.
1: Good stuff. Yeah. All right.
0: That's love for you.
1: Next card. All right. Here it is, guys. This is officially my favorite art in all of MetaZoo. It's my favorite card, period. So I like it a little more. Oh, well, excuse me. But I feel this like this is where I grew up. This is like we grew up on like a, a, a farm. We didn't farm it, but we moved to a big farmhouse and we had fields around us and like a small little perfect, you know, neighborhood. And this looks like the porches that we grew up on standing yep. there with the bowls of candy, the ghosts, the pumpkins, the cats, the witches, the fake cobwebs. The Loveland
0: frog outfits.
1: <laughs> the black the bunny man. eye children in the Loveland frog outfit. The white thing. Oh man. Beastie spirit, black eyed children, 10 per spell book, 10 per spell book. Yes. Give them to me. And it only costs one spirit. It has life points of 20. It is a spirit. Can't be targeted by attacks. Mm -hmm. 20 plus attack. If it's nighttime terror effect, 20 plus attack. If you're in a house. No, if it's suburban if you're you're in in a suburban area okay which actually would not apply
0: for me and you right here no i don't think we can call this suburban
1: nope um date of birth 1966 albilene texas 32 kilograms 1.4 meters fourth wall effect Mm -hmm. because we see the star there you go this page's attack deals plus 10 damage if you are seen with brown eyes and uh Although I'd like to argue I might have hazel under the right lighting. You gave me the brown eyed. Well, that'll work I mean, for you the other day. So I'm yeah, taking it. looks they, like I have brown eyes now.
0: They do. They do. They look like brown eyes. If, if I, I will give it to you. If you shine a light into them, there's more going on there. But no, let's not shine a light. If Let your me opponent just... looks, you're going to be getting that damage. You...
1: Unfortunately, you and your good old greens are not going to have that bonus. Yeah, I'm going to have to claw these
0: things out and <laughs> do replace something. them with someone else's eyes. Get some contacts. <laughs> yeah. uh, it's
1: <clears throat> attack. Midnight knock deals 20 damage this attack can only deal up to 30 damage to non-casters so they're trying to like limit how overpowered this card can be because we're talking about a one
0: cost spirit that can deal 60 damage and you can
1: have 10 of them and they can't be targeted by attacks
0: yeah it's pretty it's pretty sweet up to 70 damage for you know brown eyes over here and uh they're
1: dark i mean they're strong against dark look into their eyes and make your choice will it be trick or will it be treat
0: awesome good Can't stuff wait. yeah i guess you gotta throw brown people. So bone.
1: many spell books to build all right classic this is pretty low res but uh yeah. we, we got it Metasaurus, yeah. thank you
0: we are very stoked about this one, because once again, just like we were waiting for a wipe, here is just a classic counterspell. It's an uncommon spell. It's called Dampen. You can have three per spellbook. It costs one neutral and one aura to contract. This page can be played at any time. Some of my favorite words. Here it is. Target spell does not resolve its effects or traits. Beautiful. Hope you brought an umbrella, because Metazoo <clears throat> finally has a counterspell. The only thing is, it's not going to counter beasties. Oh wow! It's not going to counter artifacts. It's not going to
1: counter it's contracting. Not even going to counter lightning in and a an artifacts. Oh really?
0: So because that's a potion. Yeah.
1: Mm, it's kind of a counter spell. It's oh. not okay. That's all right.
0: Dampen your excitement. Oh.
1: <laughs> <laughs> all right, that's pretty straightforward. Absolutely stoked on that card because I play water. I will be playing that as well. Again, guys, water is getting a
0: huge, a huge, huge upgrade.
1: In and this next pepper Luca, gotta remember to call those artists out yeah even though it's low pepper's work man yep. he's so awesome oh one Ooh, more yo this is it all this right it. from our man nostalgia collectible don't forget the space. Space. <laughs> <laughs> you guys gotta go subscribe to him yeah don't forget he did probably the biggest reveal of the entire set huge here it is Indrid cold himself the beastie caster you wanna read it? Uh yes, I will take it away, man. So
0: injured cold, surprisingly, is an uncommon beastie caster. Not rare. I wonder why. But anyway, that you can have one per spellbook. He costs six Dark Aura Jesus to contract. He has eighty life points. He gets a twenty-five damage terra bonus if it's nighttime. He was born November second, nineteen sixty six in West Virginia. He weighs 103 kilograms. He's two meters tall. Now let's get to the juicy part. When you contract Indrid Cold, place up to two Dark Beasties with R costs two or less from your limbo into the arena, Awakened. (laughs) Okay. While he's in the arena, all other Dark Beasties gain Immortal. Okay. What? This page cannot gain Immortal. Fine. Yeah, sure. Indrid's gaze is his attack deals 25 damage, 25 light damage. If the attacked target is a Dark Page... Take control of that page until the page leaves the arena. It's so exciting guys. Whoa. You take control of things until this page leaves the arena. Let's think about that headless nun earlier. Who's turning pages dark. So you could turn a page dark, attack him with Indrid cold. Take control of that page until Indrid leaves the arena. This is incredible. Absolutely incredible card
1: and immortal
0: what exactly is immortal immortal means the page does not die when its life points are taken to zero so it's not saying it can't be destroyed you could still death beam it or what if you um, silver bullet to destroy target beastie mm-hmm. but in terms of damage if its life points are at zero the page will remain there it could still attack it can't
1: block or absorb any damage it, it could still block but it wouldn't absorb any damage correct yeah because it has no life points so all the life points would go through right all right okay so all beasties that are dark will gain immortal as long as injured cold is in the arena
0: all others yep that is not just yours that's
1: your that's your opponents as well yep okay i like that the most powerful dark
0: cryptid that sam sinclair has encountered a smile What does that
1: say? Almost Uh, too wide to be considered human betrays his attempt to hide his true nature. Oh, I love that. (laughs) That's so good, Mike. What a good line. Andrew. This was so dope to see. Such power. Oh, moving on, guys. That wraps up the Nightfall spoilers for the show. That is our meta zoo news. That is our meta news. Regarding D-Spirits, a game we talked about last time that we're excited about. Has just done an interview with its creator, Sterling, and it's over at Pokemon Japan. So we'll put the link in the description below. I'm really excited for him. I think
0: everybody involved in D Spirits, at least, is pretty excited to see it because it's just good decisions. Good decisions make me feel good when I see the creator with a vision following, not only following that vision, but making constant improvements. It's awesome. Go D Spirits. Definitely check out the interview. Can't wait to. Check play out some of these new cards and yeah, yeah. play the game. We,
1: we we got the cards. It's coming in October. We're just slow uh, slowly getting to it uh, because, you know, there's a lot of news. There's a lot of work. <laughs> and hey, look at this. Okay. It's like as if
0: to <laughs> shut me up. Okay. <laughs> Akora put out some awesome stuff, guys. All right. And don't get me wrong. Okay. Let me say real quick. I love Akora. I'm very excited about it. I'm just a critical person and I'm an artist. So I tend to notice these little things. But this piece of art, they had me at Kitty in a Dragon
1: costume. I mean This that's is awesome. so adorable. And also it's got that dangerous vibe. Mm-hmm. The Halloween, the almost sort of like wide angle or the curve to it. Like yeah, it's the just the lighting,
0: the coloring is so dynamic. Oh, it's beautiful.
1: Uh, I don't I can't read it to katsu or something like that. Whoever did this, this is my favorite card that a has made thus far. It's the cat the main character that like grows yep. into that like giant like beast like lion and it's holding a trick-or-treat bag and it's wearing a costume of the dragon which yep. is the other main character it's good stuff man well I done love guys it. i love it uh, this got me so excited for akora <clears throat> i hope to see more art like this i wish it was all like this
0: yep spoiling us with art that's this cool because we're just going to want it everywhere but they have other cool art that went up let's show that so they got a manga on the way which looks badass
1: It's a girl shouting, uh, oh, I don't know how to pronounce the name, but Zion has the blizzard captain trapped. It looks like he's about to finish him. And it's a huge dragon and a huge like anaconda snake. And they're in this ice arena. And then the dragon blasts heat at the snake. And there's two like caster, like controller characters who are like Pokemon. You know what I mean? They're actually like, they're telling their animals their beasts what to do and they have these like these screens that they're controlling it on it's it's like a card screen uh like a tablet with the cards on it and then you see that the dragon blasts this ice snake i assume and uh the the kind of badass looking dude the darker dude with the red eyes controlling the dragon he says to the guy who's freaking out because his creature's getting burnt learn from defeat and come back stronger which to me is such an obvious thing to say, but maybe he's just being a dick. Like maybe he's I, trying to take on this role of like sensei, <clears throat> even though he looks like he would be like a darker guy. who would be like, and by the way, I don't regret killing your beastie or yeah. your parents. I think and I'm they're going trying... to kill your kids. Like I just <laughs> well, wanted to go. And... I don't know if he's going to do that. Okay.
0: I think he's trying, they're trying to show us that this powerful character uh, is not necessarily a bad guy. He's like, I just kicked your ass, learn from defeat, come back stronger. So he's trying to like inspire him, almost be like mentor-y. Cause I'm assuming this guy is new. new new to the alchemy thing and he's getting his butt whooped.
1: Speaking of alchemy, look at the little detail in their eyes. They actually have the Akora symbol in their eyes. Mm -hmm. So maybe that's how they're controlling their animals. I'm not exactly sure what these tablets are with the cards, but they're somehow like connected to their devices and to their beasts through some sort of like energetic technology. That's cool. So yeah, we're just really excited to see some of that lore. And we did look at the Kickstarter and there was a bit of lore which we're going to read now before we wrap the show. So this is from the kickstarter link in the description you can go read all of it for yourself we're just going to read the first paragraph here about akora cards akora tcg is a trading card game based in the world of alchemy originally designed by grayson zeon and co-designed by brandon kingu Long ago in ancient times, alchemists passed the time by using the power of relic shards to summon small tabletop-sized characters to do battle for their amusement. It was not long ago until a power-hungry alchemist by the name Belfzor infused his relic shards with more powerful summoning, a life-size Akora named Kage. Using Kage's powers, Belsor was able to summon the ancient god Dragon, an alchemist named Sira summoned his own mage Akora by the name of Magna Takina to help him summon a divine warrior to do battle with the Dragon God. Fast forward to present day. And the current manga timeline, we see Acora has taken shape to be the most popular TCG in the world. So stop. Side note, guys. What's happening now is we're reading the lore. Akora the game is the actual world. Like, the people in this story are playing the game it's of like Ikora. Yu-Gi-Oh. Yeah, and at one time, it was just like a little tabletop. Like, think of, like, you know, Star Wars chess. Like, these little creatures appearing and fighting. And now, these mages, these alchemists, have found ways to summon giant creatures into the world. So, fast forward to present day and the current manga timeline. We see Akora has taken the shape of the most popular TCG in the world. Owned by the EVA corporation. Akora has amazing world championship tournaments and teams command huge sponsorship deals. The story centers around a character named Re. Re is part of a team, EVA, and has joined three years ago. He took the mantle of Xeon signing a non-disclosure contract. Xeon, or Re, is given a deck and is instructed to keep his identity a secret from the public by wearing a mask and a hood. Maybe that's our masked man.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is. For sure.
1: Oh yeah, Zion. Excuse me. That's his name. Is the most popular player and champion of the best Acora team in the world. The manga has Rhee stripped of his Zion status and hand his deck back to the EVA corporation. The story focuses on Rhee and his ambition to climb the amateur Acora scene to battle the new Zion and prove that he is not only having the best cards that make a player, but also having the skills to win. To make it back, ReFirst needs a team of players. And then we get more into the lore and we're gonna stop there just to give you guys a clue. So they are headed in a very fun direction, kind of like Yu-Gi-Oh Pokemon style, where uh, you're controlling these beasts and the world that you're playing in actually is the game. Mm -hmm. fun um finally uh we wanted to tell you guys if you're into dragons if you're into like you know multiverse events there is a game called gate ruler that we picked up the starter packs from and we're hoping to play uh before the end of the year it has been released so if you haven't gotten in on any of these fun kickstarters you could go get gate ruler for retail right now from amazon i believe that there's a 90 booster box that also includes the starter decks which is what we picked up and it just has some really flashy fun cards i mean, I mean yeah it looks flarkin awesome it looks so
0: cool i mean not the. i don't care about those the hollow cards with nobody well, on them hold yeah, on yeah, yeah. let me on. Say go this. past those let's get to the real art can first. i say what those are real quick come back to those show the art I'm talking about how cool it is. Yeah, check some of this out. It's just like super high level, awesome colors, characters, dynamic poses, really awesome stuff if you're into anime of any style. <laughs>
1: Oh yeah, I mean this is badass and they're combining art styles intentionally because the story here is there was a rip in the multiverse world and all these different universes, multiple universes are colliding together in one place and they're trying to fight to survive. So one universe will come out on top so you've got mechs, you've got dragons, you've got things that are done in watercolor, you've got things that are done in CGI, you've got crazy characters like you know pig spider-man like this heady hunter syndicate recruiter you've got this wacky milky way patrol you've also got like uh i think alice in wonderland is in this like there's a number of really fun fantastic dangerous like powerfully dark and then super fun like childish worlds all colliding together in this place to see who will survive the multiverse collision yeah cool stuff. And these cards up at the top, the reason that you saw these silhouettes from what I understand is that you're going to be able to draw or place your own picture there if they want you to inhabit the uh the caster or the controller. So yeah, we'll be playing that hopefully by the end of this year. Um I had the package shipped to um my our parents address, so uh we probably won't play that until we go visit at Christmas or uh or maybe Thanksgiving. We'll see. But that's up and coming guys and we definitely you to go check it out if you're into dragons mechs and uh super fun fantasy worlds i think that is that's the the episode entire episode i think we've done it guys i hope you enjoyed our podcast number two uh shout out to our patrons thank you guys so much we will be doing the drawing on the last day of the month, and you'll all be getting a little something, and we'll announce the winners and uh, and send that extra special something as well in the uh, the first week of October. Yeah, thank you guys so much for listening. Thanks for all the support. If you want to check out our
0: Patreon, we do give away um, merch every single month, and I'll be doing unique sketch cards and all kinds of fun stuff that you'll be able to get there. Tokens for MetaZoo. Anyway, thank you guys so much for listening. We love doing this, and uh, we'll be back soon with another episode.